More out of frustration and, and a little of my own machismo, but I shouldn't have said it. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now here's Armstrong and Getty. We got Nerf guns today. Yes, violence. <laughs> we'll be having Nerf gun battles later on the show. It's part of a Friday fun. Huh? Let the latent anger among us all be expressed through pretend shooting. Does yes. that seem like a good idea? It's a little off-putting. A little weird. Yeah, a little yeah. disturbing. That's part of the reasons I brought them in because I think that's interesting. Plus, it's a chance to put someone's eye out, which is always exciting. Finally, why? from Studio C. Si, senor! Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Lehman Brothers. It's the 10-year anniversary of their collapse, or them right. begging for help and being told no a week before the other companies heard yes, and that whole mess. And, and what's super fun about all of it is listening to various people from various perspectives explain to you what happened. Some of them wildly one-sided. Certainly the event that has made me the most cynical, and I'll be that way the rest of my life, about politics and uh, the whole system. On NPR, they instructed us that it was income inequality that caused people to take out loans they they perhaps shouldn't have because they just dreamed of living in a house. Sure. That's what caused it. Yeah. I thought, are you... All right, never mind. Never mind. I personally know people who said, you're going to give me all this money? Why? Awesome. <laughs> and they went berserko with it. I right. personally know people who did that. Right. When they, when they would give you, you bought a house, they'd give you 115% of the price of the house. Yeah, whatever, so, whatever, get out. We got somebody else to sign. She got the house and cash on top of it. <laughs> with bad credit. In one case, I know. Why are you still talking? Would you please sign and get out? We've got 50 <laughs> more customers to go in and to see that crackhead over there. We're giving him $500,000. And somehow, when that all collapsed, I got punished for it. Right. Somehow. Um, anyway, let's uh, kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. we got a lot of interesting things to talk about today. I'll tell you what. Stormy Daniels' lawyer on Tucker Carlson last night was everything I thought it would be. Wow. Everything I thought it would be started a little slow, and I thought, wow, are they going to choose now to be gentlemen? Oh, no. It ramped up and ramped up fast. Dumpster fire out back of a spit show. And and before you knew it, they were screaming over the top of each other. Yes! (laughs) Yes! And they both landed two great haymakers, which I want to talk about later, because they both made really good points that staggered the other guy. Go! He had to go back to his corner glassy-eyed for a moment. Wow, I can't wait. (laughs) Both of them did. I'm so excited. (laughs) Cut me, Mick. Cut me. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I, I got to check with a financial guy actually today, later today, about what I would qualify for a home. So I've been pricing motorhomes and sheds, and I fully expect him <laughs> to look at me and say, have you ever thought of a roommate? You know, And that, that's going to be it. So, Michael, this harkens back to the era of World War II, but have you ever looked into a Quonset? <laughs> do you have imposter syndrome? Because I certainly do. I, I, I know I do. I, I wasn't aware of it until I started reading about it. But like, if I'm in a bank to buy a car or a home or everything like that, I feel like everybody in the bank is looking at me, not to mention the people that are about to decide whether or not I get money. Wow. I'm thinking, that guy is not someone that we should be dealing with. Right. Say say something nice to him, but get him out. And I actually have to convince myself. It's the opposite of the housing boom. I have to, actually have to convince myself. You have a very, very high credit score. You make enough money. It's, it's reasonable that you're wow, here. That's that's tragic. I just think the bank teller's looking at me. Oh, you're a loser. There's no way we're giving you a house. That's funny. Yeah, I know. It's imposter syndrome. I walk syndrome. in and just say at the top of my lungs, serve me. Serve me now. <laughs> Someone rub my feet. <laughs> then give me money. Rub my feet while I'm signing these infernal papers. <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I'm a big believer in supporting local news. I think local news is where a lot of great reporting is done. That's why I'm thrilled to announce that Pulaski County, uh, I believe this is uh, Montana. Is that MO? Is that the state? Montana? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It no, that's Missouri. 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 Okay. Um, uh, they are uh, starting a new weekly local newspaper. Now it is the city of Uranus. The this All right. Is, I see where this is going. Oh, do you? What? What? <laughs> Congratulations. No, this is this. What? Sean says. <laughs> We're preemptively, uh, yeah. The city, the I new just, weekly news. Quickly, just uh, for the listeners, if you have a nine-year-old boy, you probably want to <laughs> have him come to the radio now. Yeah, because you want to get people, get them started early knowing that journalism is important. Local news is where it matters. Don't look at the national stuff. They're, right. they're, they're lying to you. So the Uranus Examiner is going to start launching soon, and uh, I am thrilled. I, I'm going to support it. Uh, I, I, I encourage others to do so as well. There are probably <laughs> some, really good, Examiner. some really good reporting done mm. at the Uranus Examiner. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> want to hear what the mayor of Uranus said? <laughs> oh, boy. No, probably not. What is the name I wasn't of the... Aware. There was one. So the newspaper is the Uranus Examiner? Yes. Which is good work if you can get it. <laughs> um, there's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing I'm doing very well. Went to a, a bookstore the other day to try to get the uh, Bob Woodward book. Yeah. They were sold out. First day, the book sold 750,000 copies. I can't even imagine going to a bookstore and buying a book. It just never even crosses my mind. So that's, what, like 10% more than Omarosa's book? <laughs> yeah, right. A couple copies Roughly, more than Omarosa's. Which got almost as much attention. Not for as long a time. No, it got as much attention that week as Woodward's yeah, book. but for a week yeah. it and did. And it was just yeah. crap. Oh, yeah. She released awful. another audio tape the other day, and yeah. thank God the nation yawned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's selling like hotcakes. You know, that week of coverage might be like the exhibit number one in the trial of the nation's uh, mainstream media. That the week of Omarosa. I mean, it's just inexcusable. It's terrible. Um, It's available online anytime you want. One press of your button and you got it. You got it downloaded onto your device to read. And miss out on the bookstore experience. (laughs) All those books, the smell of coffee. I love bookstores. I love bookstores, but I'm not toting around a big, heavy book. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, September 14th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Maybe I'll lift some weights now and again. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I hear you. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, so much to get to. Let's get to it at Mark. Do you believe that people that view porn should watch your show? There you go. That's a... So, so let me just tell you this. Here's the, the way the whole thing starts. Uh, with uh, So Tucker Carlson's been bad-mouthing Avenatti for a long time. Creepy Avenatti's been bad-mouthing Tucker Carlson in other interviews. Right. In the hundreds of interviews he's done on other shows. Yeah. So Tucker refers to him as creeper, creepy porn lawyer all the right. time. Never uses his name. Right. Just as creepy porn lawyer. And then when they start the interview, Tucker says, I thank you for coming on. And as a show of respect, I'm not going to use that nickname that I've been using for all that time. Avenatti just doesn't say anything in response. Talk a little bit. They play a clip of him somewhere. And then underneath the clip, it says creepy porn lawyer. So on the screen, (laughs) with Avenatti not knowing it, they called him creepy porn lawyer. Yes! (laughs) I thought that is not cool. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Catholic Church scandals moving closer to home. One of the president's men copping a plea deal and SpaceX eyeing the moon as a tourist destination. Yeah, yeah. Have those stories coming up for you? off the pot yet? I'm, oh, jeez. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's terrific. It, it includes asking Michael for some driving hints. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, do we have clips of the week coming up? Oh, my gosh, Friday, yes. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Man, there is a San Diego version of a priest story that is uh, really getting a lot of attention. San Jose as well. Yeah, yeah, not not good. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Living on a lighted stage approaches the unreal. For those who think I'm real, in touch with some reality. Boy, another story we got to get into. How about all those homes that burst into flames back east? I mean, what the hell is going on there? Holy cow. Yeah, when I first heard the story, there were how many fires and explosions? 80 at the time I heard. Right, I heard, I think, 93 or something. Different fires. Homes just exploding. Sweet mother of God, never mind the hurricane, we're under attack. (sighs) Al-Qaeda again, or something, or the the Ruskies, or China, or somebody. Turns out it's like a gas main problem. So did that have anything to do with it? Because it was an East Coast story last week where I mentioned the the family where uh, mom and dad smelled gas and they thought, we ought to get out of here. And right after they got out of the house with the kids, it exploded. Like an action movie. I have no idea. Don't know. Not following it that uh, closely, but I'd like to know. Mailbag. It's coming up in a moment. Oh, <laughs> you. All right. All right. <laughs> watching you. Uh, so Joe uh, likes everybody to be a little jumpy. So that's right. That's my Nervous. management style. What are you doing there? <laughs> you know, trying to get people. So anyway, uh, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. It is the first example of a Fortune 500 CEO has stepped down. The main thing that the Democrats are for is being anti-Republican and anti-Trump. And the main thing Republicans are for is being anti-Democrat and anti-CNN. And neither of these things are really worth getting out of bed in the morning for. My job here is not to psychoanalyze, it's to describe what happened. 
These accounts are very foreign to me. We have a chance to restore some sanity in our politics. This is a true story, everybody. Um, you know, I was booted from the Magic Kingdom. This is my new first date question. How likely are you to yell at me in public? <laughs> I just told you a piece of news that ended with a murder. And you love the irony so much, you applaud it. Uh, depends how skinny your jeans are. We can talk about that later. Tight. I wear them tight. I mean, nothing yeah. to the imagination. Oh, my. Wow. There'll be a bigger, thicker cow during the award-winning fourth hour. I'm always disappointed when I hear myself. I always think, how does anybody listen to that? It's part of my imposter syndrome. Wow, you got that going. Mm-hmm. I uh, feel for you. <laughs> You're clearly the co-host of the show. I mean, it's it's you clearly are. Everybody has come to accept that. And congratulations, <laughs> mailbag. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's review the mail. Everybody just loves the mail. I didn't know there were words to this well, song. They, they aren't very good. <clears throat> Ben Libertarian continuing to send along the crime a day. There are so many federal laws, nobody even knows how many, and it's almost certain that you commit a crime a day. 21 U.S. Code. Look at, look at, that's, that, the subject line is the part of the federal code that that is. Wow. I mean, it goes like, you know how a, a how a, a outline is. You know, you got the the big letter. Oh. Well, this goes like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things deep. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this part of the federal code makes it a federal crime to sell bottled spring water without identifying the location of the spring. Yeah, yeah right. um, it all comes out of a hose, bottled water. It comes out of the end of a garden hose. Get, get yourself a filtration system if, you know. It's like that kind that I drink uh, now and then that just tastes like regular tap water Um, uh, that says on the bottle, bottled in Riverside County. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no no place on earth that says purity to me, Jack. And uh, like deliciousness out like of a hose somewhere County. in Riverside County. Right, exactly. There you go. The natural spring is the hose the guy got at Ace Hardware. Uh, let's see. Moving along, uh, you know this is this is. It's funny. This is an interesting note. It's from uh, Lucy, who says some very nice things about the show, and then she uh, oh, 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 praises trends in my personality. She also accuses me of a grammatical error I have never said in my life. Never. Lucy, I, I beg of you to document it. I would never say that. Wow. I had saw a picture. She said I said that. Whatever. Please. Can you imagine? But anyway. You can't imagine saying it. I can't imagine caring about it. Listen, Between the two of them, I don't know where you end up. Lucy, it's an absolutely sweet note, and I thank you for writing it. Two things. Number one, you've missed that a lot of what you're talking about is ironic. I'm being silly. And, and a lot of people pick up on the fact that I'm making fun of people who are who kind of talk the way I'm pretending to talk but you know maybe i'm not pulling it off but anyway don't don't worry about it we're, this is a radio show we're having fun it's silly it's silly time <clears throat> well you sound like a fun person to hang around it's a it's a show it's a show everything everybody's fine 
All right, moving along. Uh, nice note, Doug from Boston, who's probably on fire right now. So it's good that Doug was able to write this before he ignited. Yesterday, you talked about Allstate giving people a discount for driving safely based on their car's data. It reminded me of an email I never sent you guys. Last year, I came up with this prediction for the future of insurance companies. Your insurance company will say, we'll give you huge discounts if you install this spy system in your car. The system would have those license plate scanners cops use, video cameras, analytical algorithms that could identify reckless drivers all around you. And as more cars get outfitted with those, you create a huge network of spies that can turn in reckless drivers to the insurance companies, and those drivers will pay higher premiums to offset the deep cuts for people with the system. Imagine the social impacts this could have and all the abuses. Now that we 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 could, we could all end up spying on each other, and this could uh, this could extend to health once we go full on socialized healthcare with uh, keeping track of everything you eat and drink, and charging you based on it, and spying oh on people, gosh, and yeah. it could, it could just you know it could get into every aspect of our lives. But Doug's uh, vision is the silver medal winning dystopian driving uh, vision of the day. The gold medal winner is Joe. At the recording studio I was at all day long yesterday, um, who said, here's what's going to happen. In the name of safety, those devices are going to become mandatory oh, through, yeah. through the government. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then here's the chilling part. If they can mandate these air pressure tire things that don't do dick and put them on every car in America, they can certainly mandate this. I have not yet begun to terrify you. And the government will pass, again, in the name of safety and the need for revenue, micro-fines. If you accelerate too quickly in an unsafe way, it'll be a $5 fine, $10 fine maybe. Not a big enough amount to really get up in arms about. If you follow another car too closely, that'll be a micro-fine. Changing lanes in an unsafe you, you know, you get the the idea. And everybody runs up five, fifteen, thirty-five, hundred dollars worth of micro fines every month, and it's not quite big enough to fight. Well, and there are plenty of examples of that around the country. Sure. Ferguson, Missouri. What people didn't understand is a lot of that anger was not about that one guy who was shot, who was probably fighting the cop. It was about the fact that they'd been exploited by the authorities and fined for every little thing for ages and ages. I can imagine that happening. And uh, along with automated uh, driverless cars, the people like me that were going to hold on to driving in their own car will be driven out of them because it becomes such a miserable experience. Yeah. On a lighter note of chucking stuff and smashing stuff, which we were talking about yesterday. Yes. uh, We got lots of texts on people who had yelled at, hit, or thrown inanimate objects. Exactly. Jim says, during the Obama administration, I kept a big bowl of those foam fake rocks that they use on movie sets next to my chair. Whenever Obama came on TV, my wife and I would heave the rocks at the screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like the cursing helps with pain. Yes. Fake words don't work. Throwing things that don't actually matter doesn't work for me either. You have to hit or yell at or kick something that matters. It's got to break, too. It's got to be damage. <laughs> and then finally, Ron got mad at the, the office and hurled a handset across it, uh, broke it against the cinder block walls. Came back later in the day, his partner, his business partner, had labeled the rest of the phone's non-throwing phone. <laughs> Hilarious. So we got to get into a bunch of news. How about the, the, the Kavanaugh reveal that Dianne Feinstein came up with yesterday? That's wow. one word for it. What a story. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
as news flows go, this is a heck of a news day. There's a lot of interesting stories out there, so I hope you can stay tuned. Oh, indeed, and we've got them all for you, including Diane Feinstein, the low point of her entire career, in my opinion. It's a nice note from Ricky, and very important, I think, to share with you. Yesterday, up here in the great state of Washington, he writes, I witnessed a man jump on his unlicensed dirt bike with no helmet, proceeding to ride down the highway. I immediately called the police and put out text and social media alerts to all my friends, telling them to notify the proper authorities they see this man. Please ask Michelangelo, what other procedures should I have followed to ensure everyone's safety? Michael, any thoughts? You know, I would just probably flash your headlights, keep your driver door open as you drive, honk every hundred feet, and yell at drivers through the sunroof, just <laughs> so they know what's going to on. To alert them. That's an idea. And I'd That's... also alert uh, nearby fast food restaurants and have them keep a you know eye out for the guy. And and I assume... Deputize them, as it were. And I assume, as you always recommend, chains on your tires. That's right. <laughs> and maybe if you carry flares in your car, use the flares to close the nearby roadways and trap the guy. <laughs> you're, you're a very safe driver. Uh, let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, the clerical sexual abuse scandal rocking the Roman Catholic Church really hitting home these days as the Diocese of San Diego added eight priests to the list of those believed to have molested children. The San Diego Union Tribune is reporting that Bishop Robert uh, McElroy says it's a response to the terrible moment we are in, making reference to the Pennsylvania Grand Jury report that found a thousand kids have been molested by Pittsburgh-area priests and the resignation of Theodore McCarrick, who is accused of sexually assaulting altar boys and others. I don't exactly understand what that means. It's a response to the terrible time we're in. Yes. What, what does that response Looking mean? Looking for more transparency. Yeah, it was a terrible time for the victims while yes. they were getting uh, molested and raped. Yep. So uh, isn't that good enough news? I- that's weird. That's a weird wording. It, well, the, the response is almost never the sort of response that is appropriate. Very loyally. It's, it's never, I am horrified by this. I'm disgusted. I will do everything I can to root these people out. They have no business being a part of our organization. It's never that. Ever. Ever. Marshall, do you have the San Jose uh, I do chapter indeed. of this? Excellent. I Great. do indeed. In uh, San Diego, you got the bishop of the Diocese of San Diego saying he's working to be more transparent regarding the sex abuse scandals rocking the church nationwide and around the world. Bishop uh, Patrick McGrath is saying he will be releasing, he will be releasing a list of the names and the status of every priest who's been found to be credibly accused of abusing minors within the diocese. In an open letter, he called the sexual abuse of the minors by priests horrific and heartbreaking. He's also calling for an independent review of all the Diocese of San Jose records on clerical sexual abuse. I like some of that language. Yeah, Bishop McGrath, if you are sincere, and I have no reason to doubt you are, well done. I think, unfortunately, at this point, you need to err toward, and this is not fair at all, but I think you need to err toward sweeping up people that didn't actually do anything wrong. Because you've aired the other direction right. so long. Right. Yeah, you hate to say that, but I see your point. Well, and not only that, but <clears throat> if anybody is clinging to even a shred of the notion, well, it was a problem here and, and there in this country, but not virtually everywhere, man, you need to be disabused of that notion. Because it just... The list is growing and growing and growing, yes. and the trend is obvious. Yes. I'll, get, I'll get into this later, because we got a, a big story next, but 
this story about the civil war in the Catholic Church in the USA Today, so interesting. There is a giant battle going on in the, in the Catholic Church. That's why Pope Francis has all the uh, the people coming into the Vatican from around the world. And almost nothing of it, it has to do with the sexual abuse story. Mm. It's all a politics thing unrelated, which is pretty interesting. Like the, the abuse one's coming up in the spring? I don't remember when it's scheduled, but anyway. The uh, conference, I think it's yeah. uh, February yeah, okay. next year. Yeah. All right, Joe, you mentioned this story about Dianne Feinstein. We have a bizarre new twist that has emerged in the confirmation process for Judge Brett Kavanaugh. The top Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Feinstein, says she has received information about Kavanaugh and has passed it on to the FBI. Feinstein's not disclosing the information, saying the woman who provided it, quote, strongly requested confidentiality. But CNN is citing a source saying it's about allegations of misconduct against a Supreme Court nominee and is related to a sexual encounter that took place when he was in high school. Okay, so let's uh, let's run this down for you. Diane Feinstein, who's been in possession of this letter since June, issues a brief cryptic statement, according to the Washington Post, about anonymous vague allegations that nobody will talk about it and the woman has said she will not pursue this any further she doesn't want to she's not coming forward you can't use my name from an incident 40 years ago in high school when they're not even adults right and but she's forwarded this to the fbi and she wants everybody to know it but it wasn't enough of a crime to forward it to the fbi when you got it several months ago well even if it were i mean unless it was a murder you know, in high school, are you kidding me? This is a pathetic, but sad attempt by a shading woman who used to have some respect. She had this letter, or she had this information, didn't bring it up during the confirmation hearings in her many opportunities to speak as the co-chair, didn't bring it up at any point. There's only one reason you bring it up now, is you're trying to delay the confirmation past the election. That's the only reason. It's the last gasp of trying to stall the uh, the vote on Kavanaugh. And it's so weak. An anonymous won't even tell us what happened right. when they were children right. 40 years ago. <sighs> that is so weak. One final note. Look to the skies. SpaceX planning to send somebody on a trip around the moon on the company's huge new rocket. The Big Falcon rocket is what they call it. That's or what the, I call mine. Is, or, <laughs> is that some sort of pun? I mean, virtually everything Elon Musk does. It's got a big to be. So That's what he calls his, his, his dingus yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'll try to figure it out, but uh, nothing jumps to mind yet. But yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I hope I live long enough to get to do one of these space travel trips when the price comes down and regular people can do it. I bet it's his way of saying big effing rocket. A big Falcon rocket. <laughs> I'll bet you're Falcon right. Rocket, I'll bet yep. you're right. Bing. Bing. Uh, company says it's going to be revealing who their first customer is and why on Monday. Jack Falcon Rocket, yes. you're right. That's absolutely yeah. it. I figured it out. BFR. Hire, hire, me, hire me, Elon Musk. All you have I to do is you you say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. I'll tell you what, it's a big Falcon Rocket. <laughs> yeah, Elon, we get it. That's hilarious. Quit saying that. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, that's priceless. It, he's, it, I was going to say America's. He's the world's wackiest super genius. So if yesterday's events in the East Coast had happened 17 years ago, 
we would immediately all have been thinking terrorism. I, I, uh, luckily, I guess I'd be down at the Marine recruiting office right now. Luckily, where my, I'd be laughed at. Luckily, my first thought was gas company. So maybe that means we're a safer place. But a whole bunch of homes blowing yep. up. It, it seriously looked like it was a bombing run. By, you know, fur and fighter jets. 90 different fires. We'll get the report on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Jam some Boston on the way home today. That sounds like a good thing to do. Can't go wrong. On Friday afternoon. Huh? Cigarette hanging out of my mouth. Ah, this is uh, one of the great uh, rock and roll albums of uh, the decade, uh, perhaps the century, and lost Best New Artist at the Grammys to the Starland Vocal Band. Ah, what are you going to do? Never forget! <laughs> Never forget! So Tucker Carlson arguing with Stormy Daniels' lawyer is exactly what you think it would be, <laughs> and we'll play you some of that next hour. First, though, uh, let's go to uh, Steve Kastenbaum of Westwood One News uh, reporting on uh, the fires, the explosions in Boston. Steve, uh, welcome. What the heck happened? Yeah, that's what a lot of people want to know. Uh, yesterday evening, early in the evening, it started with a handful of uh, what seemed like gas explosions, natural gas explosions at homes, and it quickly spread to three towns, uh, suburbs north of Boston, about 20 to 25 miles north of Boston. Uh, Officials say they dealt with more than 60 fires yesterday at the same time, more or less, within a small time frame. Uh, There is widespread speculation that this was gas line related. Uh, The local gas utility, Columbia Gas, had sent out an alert earlier in the day that they would be working uh, in the area on improvements. Oof, to that's not an improvement. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the the running theory, and it's way, way, way too soon to say for sure what the cause was, but uh, I've heard uh, experts uh, in the delivery of natural gas saying that it seems like it was possible that uh, a, a main line might have become overpressurized, and that resulted in leaks in homes and then uh, the electricity was shut off in these three towns that were impacted because the fear was that it was electricity sparks, maybe a light bulb, maybe sure. an air conditioner uh, turning on that was igniting the gasoline. Steve, how the qu- gas? Sorry, not gasoline. Yeah, right, natural gas. Right, yeah. Uh, how soon was it known and, and widely uh, this knowledge widely distributed that it was a utility problem and not something more insidious or perhaps terrifying? I, th- I think uh, initially it wasn't clear, uh, but then once once it became widespread and the smoke began rising over multiple towns, uh, it, it became kind of obvious that there was something going on uh, connected to these gas lines. A lot of people were reporting the aroma of gas in, in their homes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, by the way, the, the, there has been one fatality. An 18-year-old who was uh, in his car in his driveway died mm. when an explosion caused a chimney uh, on his house and his family's home to collapse and crash onto the car. Yeah, I, that, it's amazing with, uh, I mean, just with the pictures I looked at that there aren't lots of injuries and deaths, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really is. I wonder if, if the timing of this, since it started 
happening in the early evening hours if most people weren't home from work yet. Almost certainly. Almost certainly yeah. just, you know, a, a good lucky accident of timing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of grateful. Hour or two that, later, it could have killed tons of people. I'm glad it happened on September 12th, too, and not the 11th. God knows what sort of panic. I mean, that's a silly thing, but people would think of that. Uh, Steve Kastenbaum of Westwood One News. Steve, we sure appreciate the report. Well done. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, first of all, if this had happened several years ago, closer to the original 9-11, immediately we would all have been thinking, holy crap, what has happened? Right. Um, so a buddy of mine who's in the gas industry sent me this article from the Boston something or other, WBUR in Boston. This is from September 11th, the day before. Uh, Amid lockout, Massachusetts AG calls for probe into national grid over safety concerns. The Massachusetts Attorney General's office wants national grid investigated. The state's law enforcement office is asking regulators to look into whether the state's largest utility is complying with safety and quality standards as 1,250 union gas workers remain locked out of their jobs amid stalled contract negotiations. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, this is a day before Wait the, all these minute. explosions. Angry union uh, protest among gas workers. Uh, yeah, the Attorney General's office sent a letter Tuesday to the Department of Public Utilities asking the agency to launch a public investigation about unsafe working conditions, including incorrect use of equipment, failure to comply with various regulations, blah, blah, blah. Any chance somebody wanted a minor problem to make their point and overdid it? Yes, absolutely there is. We don't know that that happened because we're not among among the boobs of the mainstream and alternative media who who take a notion and immediately call it a conclusion. But that will be looked into. Yeah, I, I would not be aware cow. of this if this buddy of mine hadn't told me because he follows this sort of news all over the country because yeah. he's in the industry. I haven't heard any other news outlet point that out. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the same time, and that's, I can't wait to hear where that inquiry goes, but we had a correspondent once put this very eloquently, and I'm going to butcher it, but I think you'll get the idea. We're always longing for risk-free, problem-free energy, and that ignores the nature of energy. It's something small that's so explosive or powerful that we use it to power things. Gasoline is a miracle. It is, per gallon, puts out a mind-boggling amount of energy. It's incredibly efficient. Electricity is is a miracle, but it kills people. Nuclear power is an amazing breakthrough. Amazing! And a lot of countries are doing beautifully powering themselves with it. But you have to be very, very careful and smart about how you use it. That's the nature of energy. There will never be risk-free energy, because that's what energy is. It's explosive power in a small package that you can manage, usually. So sure, the more amazing it is, the more dangerous it is. The the less amazing it is, like burning a log. Right. It's not as dangerous, but it's also not near as efficient. Although after a couple of glasses of wine, that burning log is kind of amazing. You just sit there, <laughs> listen to it crackle. Next thing you know, you're naked, rolling around on this bearskin rug. Well, well, alone, unfortunately. <laughs> because your clothes <laughs> caught on fire because you got too close to the flames. Yeah, you're trying to put yourself out. Exactly. Is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful mental picture, though. Uh, I'll tell you what. This could be a huge freaking scandal on the East Coast. Uh, oh, the Boston thing? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, on the West Coast, Google what is political bias on one of in one of the most important brokers of information on Earth, if not the. Oh yeah, if not the biggest broker of information on Earth, Google. Yeah, uh, some video leaked out. Who took the video of their big company get-together after Trump was elected? We're going to play the audio for you coming up. It's something. Somebody, uh, a Googler, as they like to call themselves, isn't that cute? Um, the, the people that work at Google call themselves Googlers? I believe Just like so. people who work at Applebee's are Apple Buddies? Oh, my. That just like down. that. It's just like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah, but anybody who's to the right. Similar level of respect, by the way, if you're an Apple Buddy or a Googler. So I, I, it had to be a Googler who was to the right of uh, Elizabeth Warren, which makes them a fascist there on the Google campus, must have thought, are you kidding me with this S? And started uh, rolling on it. Cool. Yeah. We need more meetings from uh, Applebee's after the election also. Oh, boy. The riblets. What is the secret? How can they be so delicious? <laughs> I haven't eaten at an Applebee's since my six-foot-one-inch Adult son was in short pants. Yeah, we haven't been to one in a while, but my kids, it's a great place for kids. It's a that's a good sort oh, of restaurant. Yeah, oh, it's terrific. Yeah. You got a bunch of really fattening things on the menu that kids oh, will eat. Yeah, but you got like and a crazy, 500 choices. And a crazy dessert option. <laughs> yeah, the menu's like a King James version of the Bible. It's long. It's many choices. Fourth meal. The Bible! The, my that's kryptonite, right. the fourth meal last night. I do oh, great no, you, all day long. Oh. I, I disciplined all day long. Then at night... Four little bags of Lay's potato chips. Four? Yeah. Seems reasonable. Followed by a hot dog. I thought, you know what would be good on top of this? A hot dog. Right before I go to bed. Are you human or bear? (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.